Welcome into the Locked On Knicks podcast. Some breaking news from ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Do the New York Knicks want to trade for James Harden? We'll talk about it right now on Locked On Knicks. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes right now. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. We're here with you on YouTube, on your podcast platform of choice. Five days a week. If you never want to miss an episode, subscribe on YouTube. Hit that notifications bell so you never ever miss an episode. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform of choice. But who's shilling for subs? I'm Gavin Shaw, your favorite play-by-play broadcaster's favorite play-by-play broadcaster. And man, oh man, what was supposed to be a quiet free agency eve for the New York Knicks. Things exploded out of nowhere. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN putting out there that the New York Knicks, along with the Los Angeles Clippers, are expected to be among teams that will engage with the Sixers on a potential James Harden trade following Harden opting into his $35.6 million player option with the Philadelphia 76ers. So I'm just going to give my initial thoughts here. Alex and I are going to get together later and record a full pod for tomorrow. But I don't think the New York Knicks will ultimately end up trading for James Harden. To me, the Clippers make a lot more sense as a destination for a team that, as we got into earlier this week with Darian over at Locked On Clippers, is absolutely desperate to win now. They are going to want to run this thing back one more time with Kawhi Leonard, one more time with Paul George, and see if they can figure out a way to make good on that promise they had four years ago when they acquired those two guys and win an NBA championship. Harden, I don't believe, is an all-in move for the New York Knicks because you're not going to win a championship with James Harden. Or let me rephrase that. You are not going to win a championship with James Harden if you give up a substantial amount of assets um, in terms of current players, not, not future assets, to go get him. And we've had kind of mixed reporting on just how serious of a contender the Knicks are. We heard from Ian Begley that the Knicks have interests, but that that interest is far from uniform throughout the organization. We heard from Newsday's Steve Popper saying that he wouldn't totally rule the Knicks out getting hardened, but chances are they might just want to be the third team in that deal. And I think it's important to pay attention to how Wojnarowski phrased the initial tweet. He said, are expected to be among the teams that will engage with the Sixers on a potential James Harden trade. That doesn't necessarily mean that the Knicks would be the team getting Harden. And my initial thought for the Knicks would be, all right, this is an avenue for them to go and try and get Paul George. Because to me, he is a much cleaner fit next to Jalen Brunson. And even though Harden is probably, despite being a little bit older, somewhat of a safer bet from a health perspective, I think from a talent perspective, from an effectiveness perspective, if I'm looking for a guy to step up and be consistently great come playoff time, 
I'm looking at Paul George more than I am James Harden. Look, Paul George has had his playoff failures. I mean, you we, we talked about it again the other day, but you, you go back to that bubble series where they blew the 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. That was one of the worst moments, I think, a star in this league between him and Kawhi have had in recent NBA history. But no one matches James Harden in terms of postseason I'm going to say inconsistency because I, I think sometimes people neglect to mention some of the good stuff he does. I mean, they were they were the one team in that Rockets era to take the Kevin Durant Warriors to seven games. And then they took him to six games the next year. And, and he and, and the initial seven game series was without Chris Paul. So that was pretty incredible. Of course, he had some transcendent moments just this postseason. I think it was it was what was a game one and game three against the Celtics where, where he was just, or maybe game one and game five, where he, he was just spectacular and scoring 45 points and, and hitting daggers down the stretch. But there were also three different games in that series, including game seven, where you wouldn't know he was on the court. And if you were a Knicks fan, you'd watch those games and say, hey, you know, I think, why, why, why don't we just pay Deuce McBride $2 million a year to, to do what James Harden is doing with infinitely better defense? Now, that is, that is obviously overstating things for dramatic effect. But you get the point. Harden is a no-show at times during the playoffs. And it's in a it's in a way that is either actively harmful or he just goes into a shell and completely takes himself out of the game, of course, with nothing compensatory defensively. And there were times last year, there were times, I mean, even two postseasons ago, where it looked like he had really lost a step. And as far as a guy who can drive you to winning at the most important time of the year, night in and night out, James Harden is not that player anymore. So for the New York Knicks, I think it would be crucial if a trade were to go down that they still maintained, I think, the vast majority of the rest of this team around him and didn't give up any substantial player assets. So what would that actually look like? We can get into it in just a sec. Um, But first, I want to talk about our good friends, um, over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is one of the coolest sites that we have as a sponsor here at Locked On. Um, and the way it works is pretty cool. So you, essentially what you're doing is you're picking two to six players, and if they go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you against the projections available PrizePix offers projections on any sport you can watch. That includes the NBA, of course, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis. Um, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They offer safe and fast withdrawals. You can download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Bucks. So don't forget to enter promo code LOCKDOWN and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, uh, James Harden. I think the, the people in the Knicks organization that are advocating for a Harden trade right now, I think their, their logic behind it is if we can get him on the cheap and what I would consider on the cheap is one of the young guys and maybe two first round picks, maybe only one of them is unprotected. Then we owe it to go all in 
just for this one year, just for this player option, right? This $35.6 million. And if we can figure that out financially, we have a team around this guy that is ready to win. I think the most significant factor in pursuing Harden specifically for both the Clippers and the Knicks is the playmaking. Harden led the NBA in assists this past season. He's averaged over 10 a game since being on the Sixers. That is an area where, again, there are points in the playoffs where you're just you're, you're watching and you, you not only don't know that there's a future Hall of Famer on the floor, you, you barely know that there's a fifth guy on the floor with Harden. But there are also points where he's transforming the game with his ability to create easy shots for others. And I think that is an element that is sorely, sorely missing on this Knicks team. Even when the Miami Heat decided, hey, we are just going to throw three or four guys at Jalen Brunson. He is not the type of player who's going to say, all right, I'm going to get 12 assists tonight. And I'm going to set up Quentin Grimes for easy shots. I'm going to set up RJ Barrett for easy shots. I'm going to set up Mitch for easy shots. He can do a bit of that. Don't get me wrong. But he is not in the same category as the James Harden in that capacity. And I think if you're a team like New York and you are not overwhelming other teams with your individual creation, right? RJ can do a bit of that. A healthier Julius Randle, he can make a substantial difference and do a bit of that. In the regular season, by and large, it works really, really well. That's why the Knicks were the third best offense in basketball this past year. Come playoff time, of course, of course, of course, RJ being a year better, IQ not faltering in the spotlight next season, Julius Randle, probably most importantly being healthy and I think having the capacity to look at least close to the second team all NBA guy he is during the season, all that stuff will make a big difference. But I don't think the Knicks are getting past the second round of the playoffs. I certainly don't think they're getting past the conference finals without one more guy who can create really easy shots. And who knows, maybe that is Emmanuel quickly after another offseason of improvement. Maybe that's R.J. Barrett after another offseason of improvement. Maybe that's Quentin Grimes after another offseason of improvement. And it's why I've said it all summer. I don't think it's crazy for the Knicks to run this thing back and see what they can do. But you bring in James Harden to be that guy with, honestly, I would argue even less of a burden on him than he had in Philadelphia to create shots for others. And I think Harden could really lean into the passing. He could really lean into being more of a spot-up shooter. He could really lean into secondary creation on the Knicks because Jalen Brunson is just that good. And of course, Harden got an opportunity early in his career to play with that level of point guard, right? One even better in Chris Paul on the Houston Rockets. You could argue early Russell Westbrook was a similar type of impact player. Of course, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving on the Nets. They were similar type of impact players. The difference was... Harden was not ready to give up the basketball at that point in his career. I don't know if he is today, but I think he is closer to that point. And I think he's closer to being willing. This would have been a crazy statement a year and a half ago. It is not anymore to play off someone like Jalen Brunson, who is a bona fide top 15 to 20 player in this league and proved it on, again, close to the largest stage you can in the second round of the playoffs against an elite defense in Miami, right? Brunson is that dude. And I think having Harden in there 
he would know the pecking order. And maybe some people are listening and laughing and like saying, you really think James Harden is ready to take a backseat to Jalen Brunson? I honestly think at what is age 33, age 34, he just might be. And I think James Harden in that very specific role, given the defensive infrastructure the Knicks have, given the surrounding talent, it could work really, really, really well. And I say this as someone who is very far from being a James Harden fan, right? In a vacuum, not the type of guy that I would go all in on. The question is, do the Knicks have to go all in if their main competition, at least as of now, is a Clippers team that doesn't have a whole lot to deal, right? Because I've seen people, and I think the initial reaction to this report from Woj was that, oh, this would be some kind of deal with Paul George. And again, if this is a deal that ends up with Paul George on the Knicks, sign me up. That 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 is option number one for me. But I think it's much more likely the Clippers want to have all three of those guys together and have some insurance if one of Kawhi Leonard or one of Paul George, as it seems overwhelmingly likely at this point, is not there come playoff time. That being said, if neither one of those guys, and obviously Kawhi is not going to be in the trade, if PG is not in the trade, do the Clippers have that much more to offer the Sixers than the Knicks do, right? Are you building that trade around a Terrence Mann? Are you building that trade? You're, you're not building it around a Vika Zubac because they have Joel Embiid. I question what a value the Clippers would have to give up when they still owe a pick or two to the Oklahoma City Thunder, while the New York Knicks have a ton of excess draft equity and can say, hey, we will throw you. I I hesitate to say the name Quentin Grimes because I love the guy, but you got to give up something to get something and say, hey, we'll, we'll throw you Quentin Grimes. We'll throw you some picks. We'll throw in Evan Fournier to make the salary work. And I have to dive deeper and we will dive deeper on the actual cap mechanics of it. My my gut instinct is just is to make the money work. The Knicks would probably ultimately have to give up one or quickly a Barrett in this trade. And that becomes a little bit more of an uncomfortable conversation. But you give up RJ Barrett, you give up a first round pick. Maybe two of the extra picks like of the Pistons, Bucks, uh, Wizards, litany of picks that the Knicks have, Mavs. That's a trade that is certainly not future looking, but is interesting. I think a Knicks starting lineup of Brunson, Grimes, Harden, Randall, Mitchell Robinson with Emmanuel quickly, Josh Hart, who uh, we're, we're 18 minutes and I can just renote it. I, I can just note it now opted in today. Um, Josh Hart, Isaiah Hartenstein, maybe Dante DiVincenzo coming off the bench. It's a team that can use one more, one more big forward and would have to figure that out. But that's a roster that I think is right there with the Boston Celtics for the best team in the Eastern Conference. And both depth, both shooting, both creation, has a litany of defensive options and a way to cover up for Harden. The downside there is you are putting a lot of stress on the rest of the team playing Brunson and Harden 30 minutes a game together. Those are two just bullseyes for opposing offenses and could spell trouble against a team like the Celtics. 
come playoff time. But I think you're banking that you have enough offense and you're banking that last year with RJ Barrett, who really, really stepped up in the postseason defensively. And to be clear, I think has a dramatically higher defensive ceiling than someone like James Harden. But frankly, in the regular season, there was not a big difference between Harden and Barrett on defense. You can talk yourself into Tibbs figuring it out. And granted, maybe a little bit of it was the competition, but the Knicks are fresh off being the best defensive basketball in the postseason. So maybe they can afford to take a little bit of a step back there. And I know there was so much lineup data just screaming that the Knicks were a lot better last year when they only had one bad defender on the floor. And that was usually Brunson versus having two. So if there's a hesitancy in going all in on this beyond Harden's disappearing act, most postseasons, it would probably be that. But I think his offensive talent is worth the gamble. Again, if the package isn't crazy, if you're telling me, no, 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 it's going to be RJ and quickly and two firsts, of course not. I, I don't think I would, whew, this is tough to say, but I don't think I would trade quickly straight up for James Harden because he's such a better defensive player. And you just look at the age ranges and it's hard to do with RJ, frankly, with how he played this postseason. Like, again, I, I don't think it's crazy by any means for the Knicks to just run this thing back next year. But I do, I do see the argument for going in on James Harden. All right, this went longer than I thought it would. We are going to have much, much more later with me and Alex Wolf. But I just, I wanted to give you guys some initial thoughts on a potential next trade for James Harden. <laughs>